Welcome everyone to the Hikes Peak Podcast. Thank you for coming back to the mountain. Another off-season episode this week. We're focusing on transfers. I compiled a list of 25 players that I think have the best shot at contributing to their new teams next year. From Brock Purdy's younger brother to a former number three overall recruit, this list has a bit of everything. Let's get right into it. Just to explain a bit, this list is in no particular order. I have this in order of position group for simplicity sake so we'll start with the quarterbacks and work our way through to the defensive side of the ball also there was over a hundred transfers that entered the mountain west this year so i'm really sorry if your favorite player didn't make this list there was some really tough cuts i had to make but overall i just wanted to get as many players on this list as possible that i think have a really good chance at starting and contributing next year let's get right into it starting with the quarterbacks we're going to talk about four of them first guy we're going to talk about is malachi nelson the former five-star quarterback who was at USC for two years, transferred to Boise State this offseason, was the former number 13 overall recruit in the entire country. He's six foot three, 195 pounds. He only had four snaps for USC last year, didn't really do too much. But from what I could see on film, he's got great arm strength, great pocket awareness and mobility. He's a true dual threat and has elite speed. The only questions or concerns will be about his confidence and his decision making. For both of these factors, you got to remember, he's just a sophomore. He's two years out of high school. He's got a lot of football left to be played. So even though he's an incredible talent and has incredible potential, it still may take a year or two for him to get to that point. Before he reaches that point, we just don't know how low his floor is right now. And if his floor is lower than Maddox Madsen, who traded the starting job with Taylor Green this year and had some very solid games in his freshman year, Maddox Madsen shows that he's not the greatest athlete, but he's still a very solid player and he's somebody that can get wins, especially behind this great offensive line and running back in Ashton Genty. So we'll see if Malachi Nelson ends up being the starter this year, what ends up happening. But overall, he was a five-star prospect for a reason. And if he can reach that potential, then Boise State could possibly have one of the best offenses in the entire country in 2024. Next, we have Chubba Purdy, who is, of course, Brock Purdy's younger brother, started his career at Florida State, then transferred to Nebraska, and then he is now at Nevada joining Jeff Choate after briefly committing to San Jose State and Brent Brennan, but then after Brennan left for Arizona, he decommitted, very quickly committed to Nevada. He's a similar build to his brother at six foot three, 225 pounds. He got some decent playing time for the Cornhuskers last year. He had almost 150 snaps. His completion percentage wasn't great. He had almost 400 passing yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and he did run for 180 yards and a rushing touchdown. He's got very good accuracy and has surprising speed it sounds a lot like his brother. I hate to keep harping on that, but it's really funny how similar they play on tape. His arm strength definitely has room to grow, and that will be the difference between him being good and great. He's going to battle with Brendan Lewis and AJ Bianco, who both got solid time as the starters for the Wolfpack last year. Neither of them really seized the job, so it was already going to be an interesting competition going into this season. But now with Chubba Purdy, they have somebody you could actually envision as a true star in that role, where Brendan Lewis and AJ Bianco Bianco certainly can be stars if they play to their full potential, but it's probably not as high of a chance as it would be with Chubba Purdy, the former four-star prospect. Really excited to see what he can do at Nevada as a junior. Third quarterback to go over is Haj Malik Williams, the graduate transfer from FCS Campbell, who has the best mascot in all of the land in the Camels. The six-foot flat, 205-pound unranked recruit out of Atlanta came to Campbell and really made a name for himself. Started there for four years, and last year he was 
very good. Played almost 750 snaps, had 70% completion rate, threw for 2,600 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, had eight interceptions, and he also ran for 265 rushing yards and five touchdowns. Earlier in his career, he ran for a lot more than that, but it seems that as his passing game has grown, defenses have definitely started to key in on his running ability, but he still is a true dual threat. He's got running back speed and elusiveness that really pops out on film. He's just making guys miss left and right, and granted, that is the FCS, but still, juking is something that's universal, and he also has an accurate and strong arm. Of course, it is hard to tell how his game will translate from the FCS CAA to the Mountain West, but on paper, he's a beast, and it's going to be a very interesting competition. He's got Doug Brumfield ahead of him, who started almost 20 games for UNLV over his career, and if he can stay healthy, is a phenomenal player, but this UNLV quarterback battle is going to be absolutely fascinating, and that continues with our fourth quarterback, which is Holy Cross transfer Matthew Sluka. The six foot three, 216-pound unranked recruit out of New York, played 575 snaps, had a 62% completion percentage, threw for 1,700 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, only five interceptions, and he ran for 1,200 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. He's similar to Haj Malik William in the fact that he is the definition of a dual threat. His speed is very good, definitely not at the elite level that Haj Malik Williams is, but his elusiveness and decision-making are surprising and very good. And by decision-making, I mean whether to slide, whether to try and truck someone, whether to try and go out of bounds, try and get a couple extra yards. It seems like he was always making the right decision on film. Very good at protecting the football. His arm strength is definitely lacking a bit, but he has very good accuracy and can throw on the run, which is something that is very useful in this UNLV offense. Of course, he is also going to be battling with Doug Brumfield and Hodge Malik Williams for the starting job, but I can't wait to watch the spring game and see how this roster comes together and who ends up starting in week one, because all three of these guys are very talented and have the ability to be potentially even better than Jaden Maiava was, especially since all three of these guys are definitely more run-oriented quarterbacks that can help in that go-go offense on the run more than Jaden Maiava did. But yeah, Hajmalik Williams and Matthew Saluka, both guys to watch going into 2024 for the Rebels. Now on to the running backs. We got three players to go over. We're going to start with junior Eli Sanders from Iowa State. He committed to New Mexico this offseason. He's a three-star recruit out of Arizona. He's six foot flat, 205 pounds, so a bigger back. Played almost 200 snaps for the Cyclones, over 100 attempts as well. He ran for 477 rushing yards, four touchdowns, and he also had 43 receiving yards and a touchdown catch. He has great speed and vision and has very good size, although you would like to see him be more physical. He doesn't really seek out contact, which you would kind of expect from a bigger back like this. Again, six foot, 205 pounds, but he already got 100 attempts in the Big 12. He's definitely somebody that is a bell cow type of talent, and he could be the guy that ends up supplanting Ja'Cory Krosky Merritt now that he's committed to Arizona. Of course, this is a very crowded room for the Lobos. You have Andrew Henry, who briefly entered the portal and then returned. You have guys like Sherrod White and Dorian Lewis returning for their senior years. And you have another transfer in Javen Jacobs from Arizona State, but there is a really good chance that Eli Sanders ends up being the number one running back for the Lobos this year, and he could have a phenomenal year. Like, again, another transfer running back did in Ja'Cory Krosky Merritt, who came in from Alabama State and absolutely exploded. Next, we have Floyd Chalk the fourth, who went to Grambling State, committed to San Jose State. He was a three-star running back at California. He's only five foot nine and 185 pounds, but he is a beast, man. He's a smaller back that plays with fire, which is a lot like Kyrie Robinson, who graduated. I think he's really going to win over the hearts of 
Spartan fans very quickly. He's got incredible speed and acceleration. He's got fantastic vision as well, and he isn't afraid of running physically despite his smaller frame, and he can juke away from any tackle as well. The only other guy in the roster who could be running back one is Jabari Bates, who got a lot of playing time as a freshman, but it's very likely that Floyd Chalk the fourth ends up being the Spartans' number one running back, and he could have an incredible year. Of course, Kyrie Robinson and Quali Conley both have departed, and they put together over 2,000 yards last year, so somebody's going to have to fill that production, and Chalk is probably going to be the guy. And our last running back to talk about is Kylan James, who went to Central Arkansas, who's an unranked kid out of Arkansas as well. Another larger back at six foot, 220 pounds, played almost 400 snaps for Central Arkansas, 425 rushing yards, and five touchdowns, but he was arguably even better in the receiving game with 52 catches, 500 receiving yards, and four touchdowns. He's a perfect running back for the go-go offense. They can throw screens to him. They can hand the ball off and let him run through someone. It's borderline impossible to bring him down with just one defender. He's got great speed and acceleration. He's a fantastic route runner out of the backfield. I really can't wait to see what he does this year. Of course, there's so much talent in that Rebel running back room. You have Jet Thomas and Donovan Lester. And then they also brought in Michael Allen from NC State. But Kylan James just looks fantastic on film. And I really hope he gets a chance to shine for the Rebels because I think he could really do wonders for this offense, which has already shown the potential to be great. Next up is the wide receivers, three players to go over in this group as well. Starting with Chris Marshall, our only Juco player on this list. He was a five-star recruit from Texas and he stayed home and went to Texas A&M. But after a lot of off the field issues, he ended up at Kilgore Junior College, where in five games, he had 20 catches, 450 receiving yards and five touchdowns. He's got great size and elite athleticism, effort and off the field stuff are the only concerns to be had about Marshall. If he can stay out of trouble, there's no doubt he's going to be an NFL player. Of course, the Broncos have a lot of very talented receivers. Lachelle Caples will be coming back from injury. Prince Strawn and Austin Bolt both broke out last year. They also brought in Camp Camper, who had a very good year for Indiana. So Chris Marshall is definitely a boom or bust signing here. If everything works out and he ends up being an NFL type talent, then there's going to be a lot of schools wishing they signed Marshall. Next up, we have Darian Wiley, the senior from UL Monroe who committed to Nevada. He was a two-star prospect from Georgia. He's six foot one, 191 pounds. He played almost 600 snaps last year. He had 24 catches, 400 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. He has a great combination of size and speed. While neither aspect are elite, he's effective after the catch and on jump balls. He will likely be the Wolfpack's top wide receiver, and this is a wide receiver room that was just gutted by graduation. I believe their top five guys graduated. They did bring in Cortez Brom from West Virginia. They also have Nate Burleson II, who had a very solid freshman year, but someone on this Wolfpack team is going to have to catch passes from the quarterback, and I think Darian Wiley is going to actually get the majority of them. And our last wideout to talk about is Isaiah Jones, who committed to New Mexico after a few years at Syracuse. He's six foot four, 200 pounds. He played 235 snaps for the Orange, had nine catches, 166 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. He has phenomenal hands, has good speed and jump ball ability. He has to improve his route running for sure, but with that frame and athleticism, he's going to be elite in the red zone, and he has the potential to do even more than that. Caleb Medford is the undisputed wide receiver one of this room right now. Luke Wysong is kind of the utility knife, and they also picked up a solid freshman in Sean Miller from Illinois. But overall, I think Isaiah Jones has potential to break out as an all-conference performer. He had a couple really big games for Syracuse in his career, and I think he could have a lot more of those for the Lobos. I 
our last offensive group is a mashup. I only had one tight end and one offensive lineman on the list, so I stuck them both here. First up, I have Michael Harrison, the tight end from Colorado. He's six foot three, 215 pounds. He's a little bit light because he is a converted wide receiver, but Sean Lewis did recruit him from Colorado to join him at San Diego State, so they stay together. But Harrison burst onto the scene with Shadur Sanders and Colorado. He's got amazing hands and great speed and acceleration. He won't be much of a blocker unless he puts on a ton of weight, but he is no doubt a threat through the air. There's a lot of solid tight ends on this Aztec roster. You have Max DiFilippo and Jude Wolf from USC, among others, but at least on the receiving end, I would expect Michael Harrison to be their top guy, and with Mark Redman gone, someone's going to have to replace that production. Harrison is certainly capable of keeping the trend of elite Aztec tight ends going. In our last offensive player, another San Diego State guy here is Nate Williams, an offensive tackle from Akron. He's six foot six, 300 pounds. He played 670 snaps for the Zips last year, and he was also a three-year starter. He's got great arm length and is aggressive at the point of attack. He will certainly start for San Diego State, and he can be an all-conference talent if he can cut down on the holding. That's definitely one thing I saw on film. He's definitely grabbing a bit, but you can tell he's a very mean blocker. Christian Jones is definitely going to be one of these starting offensive tackles, and Nate Williams will likely be the other. On to the defense, we'll start with the defensive line, which is our biggest section with five players we got to talk about. First up is Corey Foreman, the defensive end from USC. The former number three overall prospect didn't do too much at USC in his three years there. He's six foot four, 235 pounds, only played 25 snaps last year for the Trojans, but he's got speed, size, power, and athleticism. It's not hard to see why he was so highly regarded out of high school. The only question is motivation and consistency. Elite player Devo Bridges did announce he's coming back, but the other starting defensive end spot is wide open. Jason Jacks might also fight for that spot. But overall, Corey Foreman landing in Fresno State seems like the perfect place for him to get a lot of snaps, really get his feet under him, and the sky is the limit for him. He ends up putting together an all-conference season. I really wouldn't be surprised if he ends up declaring for the draft because he really does have that kind of upside. Next up, we have our first in-conference transfer. That's Dion Washington, the defensive lineman at Nevada, who transferred to Hawaii. He's six foot three, 288 pounds, but he can play defensive end or tackle. Had over 300 snaps last year, 13 tackles, five tackles for loss and a sack. He's got elite quickness for his size. His long arms and strength combined with his speed make him a headache for offensive linemen, no matter where he's lining up. I'm not exactly sure where the Rainbow Warriors and Timmy Chang will end up putting Washington on the defensive line. They run a 4-3, so they could put him on the edge. They could put him on one of the tackle positions, but he's certainly going to be starting for them, and wherever he goes, he's going to have a phenomenal year, probably going to end up being an All-Mountain West player. Next, we have Dejon Benton, a graduate transfer from USC. He's a defensive tackle transferring to New Mexico. He's a bit undersized at six foot one, 270 pounds, but he takes advantage of his speed relative to the offensive lineman. He does tend to overcommit sometimes, but he is a pure disruptor in the backfield. While the Lobos need a ton of help, they probably didn't need a ton of help at defensive tackle. Tyler Keene and Bryce Santana both are going to start for them. And then they also picked up another transfer in Devin Brant Epps from Old Dominion. But Dejon Benton is a very good player and he's a talented pass rusher. He'll probably get a lot of snaps for New Mexico, at least on third down. Next, we have one of my favorite transfers to come in this year. That's Marlon Lewis, the defensive end from Richmond coming to San Diego State. He's six foot three, 250 pounds and over his 700 snaps last year for the Spiders. He had 41 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks, two deflections and four 
forced fumbles. He's powerful and has an incredible motor. Marlum is a true threat off the edge and is great at forcing fumbles on sacks. His pass rush moves aren't too great, but he's still been disruptive without it. If he can develop some of those moves, he literally might be an NFL prospect. Ryan Henderson and Keon Mitchell are probably going to be the starting edge rushers in week one, unless Marlon Lewis has anything to say about it. We'll see how he does against a better competition, but I'm really excited to see what he can do. Our last defensive lineman to go over is Miguel Jackson, the defensive tackle from Charlotte, who transferred to Blake Anderson and Utah State. He's six foot two, 296 pounds, played almost 300 snaps last year for the 49ers, had 16 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, and two sacks. When you watch his film, the one thing that pops out is his strength. He routinely puts linemen on their rear with arm placement and power. He has solid speed and pursuit on run plays as well. I've loved everything I've seen from Miguel Jackson. The only real problem is how crowded the defensive tackle room is at Utah State. They have guys like Seni Tuiaki, Bo Miley, Pukesi Vacata, Sir Mills, and they also brought in Gabriel Iniguez from New Mexico State. So those are a lot of starting level players that he's going to have to fight through, but I really hope Miguel Jackson gets to see the field because he's literally tossing offensive linemen left and right. Next is the linebackers. Only have two players here, but they're both fantastic stories. First, I have Sean Dolak, the linebacker from Buffalo, transferring to Utah State. Unranked recruit out of Buffalo, six foot one, 225 pounds. He played 267 snaps last year at 32 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss and an interception before he got hurt. But the year before, he had almost 150 tackles and was an all-MAC first team player. Dolak is exactly what you want in a middle linebacker. Hard hitting, smart, fast, and capable in coverage. If he can stay healthy, the Aggies got an absolute steal. Again, Utah State, one of the deepest teams in the conference, so they do have a lot of very good players here. Anthony Switzer is certainly going to be starting. Logan Peely, Cole Joyce were very good last year. Gavin Barthiel has a lot of potential, and they also brought in Will Schaefer from Arizona State. But overall, don't be surprised if Sean Dolak is one of the best players in the conference next year. And our other linebacker to go over is Evan Eller from VMI, the Virginia Military Institute, who's transferring to Wyoming. He's six foot one, 210 pounds. He actually played safety at VMI and he had 730 snaps. He had 107 tackles, a tackle for loss, an interception, and two forced fumbles. He really has all the makings of an elite Mountain West linebacker. He's got incredible quickness. He's a secure tackler and has a high football IQ. His coverage skills aren't as good as you would like, but the switch to the linebacker at least helps with that. And I'm like 90% sure that Eller is going to be the other starting linebacker for Wyoming alongside Shea Suianoa. And I'm really excited to see what he can do. He has some of those safety skills that he can blend into his linebacker mentality. And he was absolutely lighting people up on film. So I can't wait to see what he does in Laramie. Now on to the secondary, starting with the corners, three players to go over here, starting with junior Jeremiah Earby from Cal transferring to Boise State. He's a very tall corner at six foot two, 185 pounds, played 450 snaps for the Golden Bears last year, 26 tackles, an interception, and six deflections. He's a very good athlete, has great pass breakup skills. His wiry nature does hurt him at times as he isn't the most physical at the line of scrimmage, but some added weight could really do wonders for him. The Broncos have a very talented cornerback room with Amarion McCoy, Sayola Depot, Kawanoe Kaniho, and Markel Reed all coming back. But Jeremiah Irby was a starting level corner in the Pac-12, so you have to imagine he's going to earn some playing time with the Broncos. Next up, I have another in-conference transfer with Isaiah Essesamina. He played for Nevada, and now he's transferring to Colorado State for his final year of play. 
play. He's only five foot ten and 177 pounds, but don't let that fool you. He also got hurt early in the year, so he didn't play a ton last year, just six tackles and a deflection. But he's got great speed, impressive hands for his position. He was a former wide receiver at Wake Forest, and he has a physical presence not often seen in corners his size. You really feel where he is on the field because you know if you're going to throw a short route, if you're going to throw a hitch, you are going to get lit up by SS Amina. He will surely be a starter for the Rams in his final collegiate season. Colorado State has to replace three of their best corners, so Aiden Hector and Dominic Morris are probably going to be starters there, and Elias Larry from Navy is also going to help out, but Isaiah SS Amina is kind of the perfect slot corner, and I imagine that's where he's going to slot in, no pun intended, for the Rams. Our last corner to go over is Bryce Phillips from Tennessee State, transferring to San Diego State. He is the younger brother of Clark Phillips III, who was a phenomenal player at Utah before getting drafted to the Atlanta Falcons. His brother is a lot bigger than him, actually. Six foot one, 195 pounds. Clark Phillips is only about 5'10", I believe, but he does play very similar to Clark. He's competitive and is great in coverage, but since he is larger, he also incorporates some hard hits and some sure tackles into the equation. Last year, over 650 snaps, he had 35 tackles and 10 deflections. I was really impressed with what I saw from him on film, and I really think he's going to earn some playing time for the Aztecs, maybe even work his way onto some NFL draft boards. San Diego State needs a ton of help at corner. They have Chris Johnson, who's a very good player, but they had to bring in Zach Morris from New Mexico and Bennett Walker from Eastern Michigan. Chris Johnson, Zach Morris, Bennett Walker, and Bryce Phillips are going to have to combine for a heck of a unit or the Aztecs are going to be in trouble. But Bryce Phillips on his own, I'm very excited to see what he does this year. And finally, our last position group of transfers to go over is the safeties. Three players in this group as well. Starting with Keaton Crawford from Texas, transferring to Nevada. He's a former four-star prospect. He's 5'11", 205 pounds, played 300 snaps last year and had 24 tackles, a tackle for loss, an interception, and a deflection. He's a hard hitter and has solid straight line speed. He was actually phenomenal on special teams for Texas. Steve Sarkeesian, their head coach, actually called him, quote, the best gunner in the country, which if you don't know, is the guys on the end of the punt returns that are usually the first guys to get to the punt returner. Admittedly, he did struggle in coverage for the Longhorns, but he's at least going to make some hard hits and make a lot of plays in the run game. With Imani Johnson graduating, Nevada needs a lot of help at safety. They do have Aiden Sioli. They also brought in two West Virginia transfers in Keyshawn Cobb and Davis Malinger, but Keaton Crawford is likely going to be one of their starting safeties, but I really want to see what he does as he's fully let off the leash and he can just play for about 600 snaps. Can't wait to see what Crawford has in store for us. Next up, we have William Nimmo Jr. from UCLA transferring to San Diego State. Six foot one, 200 pounds. Played about 350 snaps for the Bruins last year at 21 tackles and two tackles for loss. He's got a typical strong safety build. He hits hard and has a knack for stopping the run and sniffing out screens. He's very physical with receivers, which is good, but his lack of elite speed is the only real downside. He's very good in jump ball situations, but it seems like if he has to cover a very fast receiver one-on-one, he's going to have a little bit of an issue. The Aztecs do have some solid safeties on their roster, Josh Hunter and Eric Butler, as well as Dale Sean Staley from Northern Iowa, but William Nimmo Jr. is likely going to be one of their starting safeties, and he's going to have to play a huge role for this team. And the 25th player on our list, it's been quite a journey, is graduate transfer from Texas, Jalen Catalan, going to UNLV and Barry Odom, former four-star recruit from Texas. He's 5'10", 202 pounds. He started his career at Arkansas, and early there, he was a real NFL prospect. He showed how hard he hit and how his motor never stops running. He 
had three very good years for Arkansas before transferring to Texas, where he didn't play a ton, only had 140 snaps, 17 tackles, a tackle for loss, and a forced fumble. But he showed how much of a game wrecker he can be at Arkansas. At times, he was just taking over games. He's got great speed and hands, but struggles to cover wide receivers one-on-one. That shouldn't be too much of a problem with UNLV using a lot of DBs on the field. Jonathan Baldwin is back as their starting safety, and they also have some other very solid transfers in Malik Chavis from Arkansas and Jeremiah Vessel from New Mexico State. But Jalen Catalan is kind of like the defensive version of Chris Marshall, not in the off the field issues in any way, but just in the terms of he could really be a boomer bust. There's a scenario where he plays only 200 snaps for the Rebels and he doesn't have too much of an impact because there's already a lot of talented guys in this safety room. But there's also a universe where he plays like 650 snaps, gets like 100 tackles, forces like five fumbles, wins conference defensive player of the year and gets drafted in the second round. So who knows where we'll end up. That's it for this episode of the Hikes Peak Podcast. Thank you so much for coming back to the mountain. Make sure to make the trek back here next Tuesday for another brand new episode, which will be our second ever college basketball show as we get closer and closer to March Madness. If you enjoyed the episode, rate the show five stars on whatever platform you're listening on or leave us a review on iTunes. Nothing helps to show out more than that, so any ratings would be greatly appreciated. Follow us on Twitter at MWC Connection and find all of your Mountain West news at MWCConnection.com. Also, please check out the depth chart tracker. Link is in all of our sites in this episode's description. It's super detailed. It's the only resource like it on the internet, so give it a look. Thank you again for listening. Only 186 days left until college football comes back. We can make it. Until next time, I'm Jack Thompson. Enjoy your life.